0: Hi there, welcome to another Rahalastapa, remotely recorded, this one with Mark Watson. Now, a mild apology, the sound recording on this one is not up to our usual high standards, which is because Mark Watson is a fucking idiot, and even though the one thing we told him to do was not turn off his laptop at the end, he did that. We have a uh, thing that uploads the audio to the cloud so we can get crisp audio from both sides, but he fucked it up, because he's a wanker. What can I say? But it was a lovely interview and I think you'll enjoy it nonetheless. Uh, We're doing these on Wednesdays on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash RK Herring, usually at 8 o'clock. We were going to do one with Bill Burr last Wednesday, but uh, he had to reschedule. Uh, I'll let you know as soon as that one goes up. That should be worth watching. And uh, we'll we'll keep on trying to come up with fantastic guests for you during this difficult time. We have quite a few in the bag. Um, And hopefully we'll be back in theatres soon, but it's nice for people who can't get to the theatres to watch them live, so we might very well carry on doing these, even once the theatres are reopened. Who knows? Uh, If you want to support us, you can support us in a myriad of ways. Uh, You can subscribe on Twitch. You can do that if you're with Amazon Prime at no cost to yourself. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, if you look in the YouTube videos, there's a video explaining how you do it. Do it on a browser, not on an app. But basically, you link your accounts, and then you're able to subscribe every month. You have to come back every month to do it. It's a slight ball ache, but you give us £3.50 every time you do it every month. And if enough of you do it, that will help us pay for more podcasts. Or you, if you want to get something in return and you want to pay actual money, why not become a badger at com slash badges. You can pay £3 a month, £5 a month, £10 a month, whatever you want a month. You get a different colour badge if you pay a bit more. Here's the uh, golden badge. Uh, you get a cool little membership pack. You get secret codes, additional emergency questions, little badge of little Richie Herring there. uh, And um, you get advance warning of the guests. You get entered in a drawer. You get ad-free podcasts. All sorts of lovely stuff for you if you want to go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges. You can also buy wonderful trump cards at Go Faster Stripe, which will help make more podcasts. You can buy wonderful emergency questions books at Go Faster Stripe, which will help us make more podcasts. You can get downloads of my stand-up shows at Go Faster Stripe, which will give some money to me and Chris Evans not that one. Do what you will, my fine friends. But do keep watching the Twitch channel, uh, Stone Clearing, Snooker. Uh, occasional director's commentaries, and I'm tr- I want to try, once I've written my book, to expand it and try some different stuff as well. So uh, please support that if you can, even if it's just by viewing. Everything will remain free, because let the rich pay, let the poor enjoy for free. Please only feel uh, that you have to make any donations if you can afford it. Uh, if you can afford it, you don't have to even give anything. It's still free, but it's up to you and your conscience and how you feel. About enjoying all this stuff for naught pence. Um, hoping to be back soon, doing lots of other stuff. But uh, I'm enjoying doing this bits and pieces. There's some great podcasts coming up. But let's sit back, relax, and listen and watch. A slightly buzzy and darkey. Mark Watson. It's improvise. He's improvising it all. It's improvisation, my dear Mark Watson. <laughs> Hello! How are we doing? Welcome to my beautiful attic. Um, my children's paintings on the wall there. Welcome to another episode of Richard Herring's Lockdown Sexual Tension podcast. Um, just there, There's always a bit of sexual tension between me and the guests on these podcasts as we uh, FaceTime each other using our video cameras. Uh, my guest today is in bed. It could get very sexy is all I'm saying could be a good time. Oh my mic's drifted on to shot there at least. Look at that. There's nothing sexier than that. Uh, thank you very much for all being here. We've got oh, 363 viewers already. Welcome. Uh, hello everyone in the chat room. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast in the future, I hope it's all right there. We're we're surviving most of us so far. Uh, but I was uh, talking to the old lady who drives a mobility scooter around the field where I do my stone clearing this morning. She calls it Rahalastapa, so I don't know if that's... Gonna catch on, that might catch on. Um, so what's been going on? Not a lot has been going on because um, we're in lockdown. Um, I've been my favourite time hour of day. I work for a day and then I look after the kids for a day. In the middle of the day, twelve thirty to one thirty, whoever's been working looks after the kids for an hour, and that is my favourite hour of whichever day it is. Because if you're working, an hour with the kids is great. And if you're not working and you're looking after the kids, an hour away from the kids is even better. So it's, that's 12.30 to one thirty is my beautiful time. Uh, the I spent a sunny day drawing uh, chalk outlines around the shadows of my children uh, on Tuesday. And uh, it was sort of beautiful and poignant, you know, this moment catching time. But also echoes of Hiroshima and Nagasaki as well, where everyone was turned into a shadow. So it was sort of a poignant moment. Uh, full of terror, but somehow beautiful. Um, I'm sort of slightly uh, going mad. Uh, I know that's a weird thing to say when I play Snoop against myself and move stones around a field. Uh, But I had a dream last night in which I was in and watching a James Bond film that got incredibly psychologically violent. James Bond was cutting people's tendons. It went on for a long time. Uh, and today, uh, my son been messing around, maybe yesterday it was, I can't even remember time. My son was messing around my glasses and hit them quite hard. And then I looked at them later, massive crack here, like right, cracked, a little dent and a definite crack. Uh, I thought, oh God, I put them on, I thought, oh, they still work. It's okay, maybe once the lockdown's over, I can get them repaired somehow, but maybe I don't need to because it's fine. Took them off and looked at them again, and you can look at them. I mean, they're a bit smudged, but there is no crack there. That's my son's fingerprints all over it. What's going on? I definitely saw them broken and they're not broken. Either they're self repairing or I've gone mad and I think, they, I think they're self repairing. Um, what else has been going on? Rahalastapa um, uh, came uh, into second place in the, comedy, the big comedy podcasts, uh, World Cup of uh, Podcasts. Uh, and uh, that's uh, some comedy nerds on Facebook have set up a World Cup, beaten by Off Menu. Which I can't believe one. I saw it the other day and it was a bloke. A bloke chose four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie as his main course. Some made up pudding as his pudding. Crisps as his starter. How the fuck is that man? It's the worst podcast I've ever seen. Um, So look, uh, we're going to start quite soon. Uh, Hopefully my guest is ready to go. But uh, I want to remind you that thanks to your generosity in subscribing on Twitch... Uh, and also listening to As It Occurs To Me on the Rahalistaba feed. We have just given £2,000 to the Just Giving Heckle the Virus campaign to help comedians out who have lost all their work, which is uh, lots of self-employed people need help at the moment. Anyone you can help is fantastic. If you're a comedy goer and you're not going to gigs, maybe consider putting 5 or 10 quid into that fund every month and it will go to club comedians, not comedians off the telly. People whose only source of income is working in comedy clubs. I'm really worried that comedy clubs will not survive more than a couple of months of this, so we'll see. Uh, so, even if you just subscribe, some of the money's coming to us, uh, but some of the money's going to just giving. Uh, so, if you subscribe uh, to this feed, then you can help us make more podcasts. You can help uh, these comedians in need. Uh, if you're with Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. You get a free £5 or five local currency units. To give to us every single month if you want to do it. Thanks to everyone who's subscribed. Thanks to everyone who's remembered to resubscribe for their second month. It's going okay. We've paid for these lights. We've paid for these cameras. We've paid for this microphone. I already have this microphone. Um, But it's all going very well. So thank you very much for your help with that. Uh, Do tell your friends about these podcasts. We're up to 510 viewers. It's pretty good. Uh, And God knows how many listeners. And let's see what else we've got to talk to you about. Can't believe off menu one. And oh, so Justin Lewis on Twitter told me the other day uh, it's 30 years on the 20th of April, which I believe is Hitler's birthday. Uh, it's 30 years since the Lee and Herring had their first sketch on the seminal uh, radio show, Radio 4 show Weekendic. So uh, my professional writing career has been going for 30 years. I think that was probably the first job I ever got paid for for writing. Um, and uh, it's good to know we're still going. We did a sketch about potatoes in Lithuania. Uh, tonight I've had a couple of glasses of wine. I'm going to just delivered because I was so sick of my bad whiskey. Look at that, whiskey fans! How you feeling, whiskey fans? Talisker single malt Scotch whiskey, 18 years old. I'm going to have a little double of that. I'm not going to have a quadruple like I did last week. Um, the uh, lockdown has somewhat inhibited my not drinking phrase, uh, and whiskey is the worst thing to drink. But let's let's give it there. Haven't sponsored me, but if Talisker want to send me a case of uh, they could send me the 30-year-old if they want to. I couldn't I couldn't afford that. Um, if you've been following the snooker, uh, I've been looking up how much those presentation packs that Boring Me 14 has are worth. You'd think that was an investment to lay down. They're all worth about 95p, which is actually about what the stamps would cost if you put them on a fucking envelope. I've been keeping those stamps since 1978, and they're worth nothing. The the post office lied to me. Anyway, cheers uh, to people uh, watching. Uh, cheers to you if you're listening in June or July in the future. I have a fabulous guest view again. Booked on the day. Oh, it's quite. Oh, it's quite um, smoky. Smokier than the usual telescope. Don't like it. Um, my guest today he's probably best known as being the engineer in the lift. That's a, a bona fide film, not a job he's done. Who am I kidding? I never do the same one twice, but he is best known for his appearance of, as Mark Watson on Improvisation. My dear Mark Watson, and that is all we're going to talk to him about again today. Will you please welcome, I hope he's there, it's Mark Watson, ladies and gentlemen.
2: There he is, Mark Watson. I hope I'm here as well. I hope <laughs> you are. Tell if I am or not. I mean, I'm definitely here, yeah. but I'm on the call. I think me. you are. I can see you.
0: I can, you look beautiful. Uh, I'm just trying to... I'm a bit lower down than you. Chris Evans gets worried about the fact we're not the same what size. Or I, I, Ooh, I could do that. The oh, there pathway.
2: we go. I'll, go. I'll meet you halfway. There we go. And it's then I'll bad. just go a Yeah. That's very good. Uh, how are you doing? Well, the main problem is the old COVID, isn't it, Richard? <laughs> it's, I tell you what, this has been a a shocking pandemic from my point of view. Has really had. Yeah. You're not yeah. enjoying well, listen, We've all had an up and down pandemic. I've, yeah. I've had... There's been bits where I thought I could handle this. But today, for example, um my kids have been very difficult. The kids are still in the house. Um yeah. I've just kind of parked them for a bit. Once you get past eight o'clock and your kids already aren't in bed and you're doing a popular podcast, <laughs> you sort of just have to hold your hands up and say, this this is fucked now. <laughs> um, I reckon about two in every three days of this pandemic, I've thought, all right, this is all right. Yeah. We can do this. Perhaps, if anything, I'm more creatively stimulated because we, we all want to find solutions. To, and then one in every three days, you think, ah, oh, this is awful, actually. And yeah. today, it started off as a good one. But then, with all due respect to the kids, once the kids <laughs> come into the equation, it became, see, my thing is the kids don't live with me, Yeah. Um, with their mums, but she's only down the road. So uh, I've got a similar situation to you. But my thing is I have to take them for part of every day. Yeah uh typically I get up very early so that I can uh, make the most of the bit of the day where it's fine. Yeah. And then, and then the bit where they're with me through no fault of theirs really is not so much fine as wine. And I have a very <laughs> large glass of wine here.
0: That's good. Well, I wish that I'd broken up from my wife because then unfortunately, if anything, the uh, pandemic is bringing us closer together than they ever were. <laughs> but <be> I, ni- <laughs> it would be nice to just have half a day where you just don't have to do anything with the kids at all. And then you get half a day where you have to do everything with the kids. I would settle for that. It's just like the the middle ground. No help from anyone. Um, you know, I, my mother-in-law would usually come round for a day a week and give us a, some uh-huh, kind of rest. Because of the
2: old COVID. Yeah, can't, old she's, COVID not she's not allowed round.
0: She's so not um, allowed round. She's not allowed
2: round. And the thing, like, to do you justice, you, you didn't know that it was a good idea to break up with your wife because you, <laughs> like everyone, didn't know the old pandemic was coming, did you?
0: If I'd known, what I would ideally have done is just broken up with her. At the start of the pandemic, and then got back together with her at the end of the pandemic, that would have been perfect for me. Because I love her and everything, yeah. and I want to be with her. I mean, but, I, I don't know but, if she feels the same, but I would like to have had more time to myself.
2: I um, think the dream is normal life, relationship, pandemic, maybe solo. <laughs>
0: but who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I am sort of enjoying it. I live in the countryside, I'm kind of enjoying it. I uh, get to draw, draw, draw Nagasaki death marks around my kids. I'm enjoying that. Uh, I. Yeah, um, where is it?
2: Um, Hertfordshire, that sort yeah,
0: of Yeah, we're near Hitchin in Hertfordshire. It's uh, yeah. idyllic. I can clear I can stones it. from
2: a field. Look at those beams. I mean, you've got some I've got beams. beams have got a beautiful old house. A, that is a venerable attic. That's a house that's been lived in for a while. It
0: is. It's uh, 1700. It was originally built in. It's an old house. I wish we'd gone for a bigger garden than we did. We went for a house rather than a garden. There is still a garden, though, so I'm not complaining, but it's not... It would be good if it was far enough to just send the kids running down right to the end of it and... Again, not your fault, but when you you
2: were weighing up that house versus garden equation, you probably didn't think, well what would be the situation which we would most crave outside <laughs> space? It would be if there was, for example, an enormous global pandemic. Yeah. And once more, we didn't expect it. No one it. was I've looking out for a, that. We've got, a, sort of, we've got a garden. Yeah. Um, but it's the same problem. I I, I would have prioritised it much more if I'd known that it would soon be impossible to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, let's, uh, let's,
0: let's, we'll go, we'll come back to it. I'm sure we'll come back to the pandemic. Um and, oh, you know, it's, very it's,
2: to, it's very hard to sort of leave the old pando out of conversation It for is long
0: The people listening to this as a podcast will be a couple of months into the future, so it's kind of, if there are any people by that stage, uh, the people <laughs> watching us are watching us live. So we were playing to two audiences, one of which is Riley going, ah, oh, the poor fool, they had no idea what was to come. And use, I usually do this in the podcast, and every time I do it, the people then at the time, go, you said the ironic thing. And it's doubly ironic because it's 20 times as bad. Uh, so yeah. hopefully something else will have, have gone wrong. Uh, but I
2: like to believe there will still be people in, say, July. Yeah. To download this, it, you know. But I hope there given. are
0: some. It's not given. I hope there are some. Luckily, my fan base is, a, is very young, healthy, fit people.
2: Me too. The good thing about being a <laughs> middle-aged male comedian is you know your fan base can definitely ride out a pandemic.
0: Last week, I got a bit scared and thought I'd better lose some weight and get fit because it's hitting men in their fifties who are a little bit overweight.
2: And then this week, I went, ah, oh, you know, not sure to well, be bothered. So, difficult, to, difficult to be motivated uh, about your health yeah. when business is going on, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is difficult, but we're going to be okay. So look, um, so, let's let's not dwell on the bloody pandemic.
0: Yes, we can do. We yeah. can talk about anything we want to talk about, and we will do. Um, I want to talk about all sorts of things. Let's talk about being the engineer in the lift. I didn't talk about that to you last time you were on. Don't think that's uh, one of your one of your two acting roles on IMDb. Is it yeah. you or is it a different Mark Watson? You no, were the yeah, voice of an engineer in in the lift. This is,
2: I mean, even for you, this is a pretty niche bit of okay. research. Yeah. So I wrote something in uh, 2007, which was called the lift, which yeah. is about. Um, 2007, so 13 years ago. I know it's crazy. Um, I've been four, writing for 30 years, to the day yeah, almost. Makes, it's, it's a big, isn't it? Yeah. And you started out on Hitler's birthday. I, think. I did. Yeah, I did. That's what happens. You've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um. So, um, the it was a BBC Four thing, a one-off yeah. comedy drama about four people stuck in a lift. Douglas Hodge was in it. If you know. Um, I do. Wow, he's he good. Very funny. He's very good. Um. And there was a bit where, um, the it was, I can't remember it very well, but it was something like the lift got fixed and the engineer says something like, all right, just um, stay patient and we'll get you out of there in 10 minutes. And having written the thing, that was uh, that line was given to me, I think because I was actually there when they were recording it. <laughs> and no one else was available to um, okay. But I didn't know that that was among my um Yeah, it's right credits. in there. Two, you've only got two acting credits. I'm surprised you've only got two acting credits. But you What's have only
0: I could I mean, look I for you. I know mean, I
2: should, I should probably know. You should probably know. Had, it's not been a stellar acting career. No, was um You'll know. Yeah. A lot of comedians are people who basically wanted to be actors and yeah. they've used comedy as a stealth way of becoming an actor. Yeah, it doesn't and work for me. So they've got loads of acting credits. Me, I never had the slightest idea <laughs> that I could be an actor. I, I, I'm not doing this as a, a gateway. This is all I've got. <laughs> well,
0: that's so good. I'm Pure comedy is what it's about. I would love to do some acting, but... Actually, I've just been in a, a short film called The Lockdown, in which is about people being locked down and talking to camera, where I had to play a man... It was a bit similar to myself, although he was a single man. Someone complained that he was wearing a wedding ring, because uh, I was wearing my wedding ring, but I then replied to them that... Uh, I'm 52 years old, come on, I've been married before, maybe my wife died and I haven't taken the ring off, that
2: I'm still single? For sure. I mean, I was... Um... I was wearing my wedding ring for two or three years after my marriage ended because right. I could not in all fairness, get it off my finger. <laughs> it had, if you wear a wedding ring for long enough over time, it um, expands yeah. or your finger shrinks or whatever. And uh, the thing was like an absolute clamp. And of course it was uh, to a more imaginative person, perfectly possible to see it as a sort of metaphor. Yes. Um, because I couldn't get, eventually I had to go to a jeweller's and say, um, will you cut the ring off my wow. finger? Please? And it fa- I thought it would be a really demeaning request, but the guy just sort of rolled his eyes as if he had about 10 of these a day. (laughs) Before I finished the sentence, he'd clocked me as a divorcee and started to get the cutters ready. It's surprising. I I feel like, I mean, I've never been a jeweler's until then, but it's turned out that um, even though you think of a jeweler's as a place where you romantically buy something for your loved one, they also do quite a good side hustle as a place where you can cut a ring off someone that's made a yeah. series of bad decisions.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Because it represents the eternity of uh, love, doesn't it? The circle. But, exactly. but if Which someone's got a been... saw, then that's, that goes out the window, doesn't it? They've got a proper saw to cut it out.
2: But you're right. The whole point of the ring is that it, yeah, is an uh, analogy for the eternity of love under God's, and it, it, by extension, the kingdom of heaven and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, if you've broken up with your wife, it is a bit tricky to swallow. <laughs> the fact that you uh, accidentally subverted that symbolism, but that was the situation, yeah. and I was really grateful that the guy cut it off with minimal fuss.
0: <laughs> well, I look forward to that moment in my my own life. I think I'm going to get I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through
2: my life. I mean, it's sort of not fair because I got married very late. This is the thing. I got married very early. Yeah, I, I absolutely no um, disrespect to my uh, ex wife at all, but I think both of us probably didn't quite know what we were doing. Whereas you married. What this side of forty? You must Yeah, have been... I was. Uh, I was well into. I mean, I've, I've been married
0: for eight years. So I was uh, forty-five or something like that. 44, 45?
2: I think. Yeah, because obviously, I, I always have a reasonable handle on how old you are because every ten <laughs> years you are shovel Yeah. Is <laughs> um. So, oh, frig, I'm 50. You're about two or three years north of that. Yeah, I'm
0: 53 this year, yeah. And I, you're,
2: but you're coming at to 40. You're, you're nearly 40. Are you, or are you 40 I've already? I've come up to 40. i turned 40 in February. Right, OK. And um, it's weird because that is so recent. And yet it's February, middle of February, about yeah. two months and one week ago. And the, uh, the the situation in China was in the news. So it wasn't as if we were ignorant of it. But nonetheless, I had a party, people... Sort of congregated in a basement, many of them hugged each other. And I remember the general vibe of, like, I've heard about this Chinese thing, but I assume we're fine. And um, just because of the timing of it, I now look back on it and think, as recently as nine weeks ago, I was celebrating my birthday thinking, I'm 40, I'm enjoying my life, everything is good, here are all my friends. We're all touching each other's faces (laughs) indiscriminately. And all of it, it, it's almost as if that birthday was a sort of symbolic marker of like right your life is going well enjoy your birthday but also you should be aware this is the last time that all this stuff will ever happen yeah well
0: again I may, I do it every year I, as almost as a joke I say I think this year is going to be good but this year was feeling very good for me it was feeling like this is the year everything's just gonna just turn over had a nice tv thing couple of tv things coming up had some nice well-paid gigs coming up and, I, I, uh, a lot of us saw
2: 2020 as quite a promising looking yeah, year. Yeah, I was like, really... I was
0: the only good thing that's happening until today, Mark, talking to you, was uh, I'd booked Michael Palin for Rahel Estapa on the 6th of January and I just thought, this is... My life is complete. If that had gone... He was the first guest and the first one and then every single other one was cancelled after that. If Michael oh, Palin had been cancelled as well, I would have that would have ruined the year for me. But the fact that I got to talk to Michael Palin was...
2: I saw you tweeting about that, yeah. and I thought, bloody hell! Even by the standards of that podcast, Haling is a new high. To be fair, it is
0: definitely that. Well, for me, it's a very personal high. So if I if I got to that stage, and then it had been, you know, because even the next week we were we were we cancelled on the day of the
1: uh, yeah I of the next
0: you... week one. We were people were saying you've got to cancel. I was going, well, I I can't. I feel like weird if I cancel if every other West End theatre is open, and also I can't because. Um, Contractually, I'll have to pay back all the tickets, um,
2: and so it we, was a period, wasn't there, where you, we couldn't really cancel things, but we yeah. also should really be doing. Them.
0: Well, it sort of felt, I, like, you know, even at that point, I still felt, oh, it's, you know, the thing is, uh, the economic damage of shutting everything down is going to be too great, and
2: uh, little gigs like it this aren't going to make much difference. But yeah, <laughs> very quickly it changed. It, it's extraordinary. I had a on that birthday party, which is, again is February the thirteenth, so it's just just over two months ago, I had a friend who'd recently come back from China and, um, <laughs> she was saying, uh, quite rightly things like this is going to, when this kicks in, she'd come back from China, uh, quarantined herself for 14 days. Right. She was working there. And, um, my thing was like, Oh, great. You're going to come to my birthday, but I haven't seen her for months <laughs> because she was in China. And she was saying, I will come to your birthday party, but be aware this, um, is quite a bad thing. And it wasn't that I didn't believe her, but like you, I thought, yeah, but what are they going to do? Shut down Pizza (laughs) Express? I do not think so. So so around that birthday was what I look back on as a kind of cognitive dissonance, where I thought to myself, okay, this clearly is a bad thing, but are you really telling me that all of our way of life will be (laughs) (laughs) sidelined indefinitely? I don't think I can picture that. And I continue to not be able to picture it. Yeah. We were meant to go to Australia um on by we i mean me and my me and my girlfriend on um the something like the 15th of march i think right. and um i was meant to do the melbourne festival basically six weeks in australia and until the 13th of march it wasn't actually cancelled right. so i had this week where i was planning for a trip to australia um with all of that involved packing all of it I, I was simultaneously monitoring the news thinking this could and again my main thing was like well it appears this won't happen but i refuse to believe that is a thing because if they cancel the melbourne festival that would mean we were in the worst situation that humanity <laughs> had faced in my lifetime and i don't believe that is going to happen yeah. that's the thing you can refuse to acknowledge a lot of things by thinking yeah but that would be terrible and terrible things don't happen that often and this time all of those aces have been played, basically.
0: Yeah, and you know it's symbolic for you that you turn forty, where your life is essentially over, and then, and then it was. I mean. And then it was over. <laughs> yeah, that as well.
2: I mean, I had a really nice night on my birthday. Night, yeah. But perhaps I should have just like gathered everyone together at two in the morning and said, "This has been a great night. I'm really happy with my life," and then shot myself <laughs> and said. So, and no one at the time would have understood. No. But then six weeks on, it would have thought, right, yeah. he'd appreciated that his life had reached an
0: <laughs> We might be back. We might be, We might be OK. We might get back. I had a 40th birthday party, but not a 50th. I didn't do anything for my 50th birthday. So the 40th birthday, I think, is the last one that you can... I think these 10 years that you're about to experience, if you get through alive, which you should do as a 40-year-old... Um, you know, it's a it's a weird well, it's a weird journey from like you definitely have a fortieth birthday, but I'm not sure you have a fiftieth birthday, big fiftieth birthday. birthday. Actually,
2: since, since we're um we're at the stage of our lives where I've always looked at you your sort of your Edinburgh career, your comedy career, you've always been about ten odd years ahead of me. So um I've always admired you and everything. So I might as well heed your advice here. How do you think what does change between forty and
0: fifty? I think it's. Start. I think oh. it's. See, I, I, was in forty was a good year for me. I, I met. Well, I'd already met my wife. but I sort of met my wife the second time when I was forty, and uh, and got together with my wife, and it so that changed my life in a lot of ways. I think, which is obviously just a personal thing that happened to me, but I think it's. I was really enjoy. I think it's a golden time, especially for a man thirty five to maybe forty four. I think okay, you're. I think you're so you've got a little while left. I think you're kind of fit. Nothing's really massively going wrong and uh you're sort of the the king of whatever domain you have created for yourself. And then from 45 onwards it's a slow proper slide down. As a, you know when I the 40 show I did a joke about feeling you've reached the top of the hill and then it's a slide down to death. But yeah. I think it's you know you actually get I think as a man and it's you know it's slightly a personal thing but I think you get to about 35 and you, you're probably at the top of the hill and the hill's like a table mountain it's pretty flat and then there's, and there's then you, up before the, yeah, yeah and then down and then it's down um I mean there's lots then, to recommend you know my life is a bit different because I've done everything so late so having kids late is both good and bad but it's it gives me something to push onwards and carry on for because I'd also, like to see them grow
2: up a little bit Career-wise, I wouldn't say that you appear to have slowed down the past few years. Have you felt things are different? Or... Um, I know. This... I think for me,
0: it's sort of, again, what? I hit, at 40, I kind of hit a point. Weirdly, I started podcasting the same uh, month as I started dating my wife. Right uh and so is, i can i can so it's well, easy for me to work out how long the relationship is because i just work out how long i've been podcasting <laughs> and then i can, then I can you
2: work out with your life and your career <laughs> yeah. when you're 40
0: so and i think the podcasting thing made a massive difference right i think if i hadn't started podcasting yeah you know, something else might have happened but it's that it's a difficult period in i mean you know you know this as well because your your career is You've you've always been very prod- uh, prodigious and created lots of different things, but there was a definitely a period, almost at the same time as for me. I think like around 2010, I felt like oh, oh things are things are picking up. This is going to be okay. And then you know, and then tastes change, and you're in and out of favor a little bit, and it's Absolutely. up and down a bit. Uh, and then I think when you get to 40, as a, less so as a man, but also as a man, uh, then it can be like oh well, you know, we're looking at the We're looking at the 20 and 30 year olds and what they're going to do. So I think for me just to decide again, I think with you, it's not a problem because you've always been very self motivated and created your own stuff. And we'll talk about it. I know you've got some stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, But, um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it was, I think it, I think to be able to take control of everything I was doing and just go, fuck it. I can't be bothered with waiting around for people to come to me. Um, and then they did come to me a bit, but but also I also knew that I could carry on. Uh, so to have that yeah, autonomy was yeah. made a massive difference. But I don't think it has to do with my age. I think that's just to do with the way the dice, the the chips fell for me or whatever.
2: Things did change as well. Just in comedy, mm. doing your own thing became much more of a thing, I suppose. In the yeah. past ten years or so, um, it is interesting though because obviously look people who are ahead of you in the. Uh, in life's path and think I would be pretty happy with being where you are. I reckon at fifty five.
0: I think most people should be, and that's what. But I also think as you get older, you just have a more you you have a more reasonable way of looking at what you should be attaining. So at yeah. twenty-five, I wanted to be Michael Palin or Rick Mail or whatever. You know, I wanted to be yeah that level, and I'm sort of glad. I mean, it was never going to happen, but I'm sort of glad it didn't happen as well. But I think as you get old, just think, Christ, you know, if I could be Michael Palin in terms of working on my career, or someone like Barry Cryer, uh, and or Tim Brooke Taylor, who we just lost, someone like th- those guys who just constantly had stuff to do and were creative, sure. and were interesting, yeah. you know, that's actually much more of a, a success than that that pinnacle. That you know, it's, some people get the pinnacle and stay up there, but not very many, and a lot of, and, and it's very difficult to cope. And I never. I personally never had that massive, here's your massive thing, you're a huge star. I was always like, oh, this is nearly happening, this is nearly happening, oh, it hasn't happened, it hasn't happened, uh, but still have worked for 30
2: years pretty constantly. So, yeah, I'm very yeah, happy. Yeah, it's not bad, <laughs> is it, really? No, no. I mean, Yeah, it's interesting. I think probably, um, as you say, I had a period about around, just, just around the age of 30 where I thought I – um, it wasn't even that I thought I was about to become an enormous star, it was more that I felt that was what I ought to be aspiring to because a lot of my contemporaries like Russell Howard McIntyre,
0: yeah.
2: uh, I suppose Jason Manford um, in the balls possible terms a lot of them became more famous uh, than me and richer and um, but if I look at the careers of those people and I like all those guys it's not about um, there's no disrespect to them but Like, even if I could have done what McIntyre has done, I wouldn't... There's no world in which I could be the sort of Mr. Saturday Night... No, and... No, no. it's just that you you do tend to peg your ambitions against what uh, similar people have done. Of course, of course, yeah. um, It's taken me years to stop comparing myself to people like Russell, who are on a completely different trajectory, really.
0: Yeah, and it's, you know, and Um, it's, it's, as you say, it also can be very restrictive into... In terms of what you're allowed to do, so when I did hit the yeah. moustache, Hitler comes up again. I'm not obsessed with him, uh, but you well, know, if I if I'd been more successful, and weirdly it came at a time where I suddenly was getting panel shows again and had to go on panel shows with <laughs> yeah. the moustache. But if I'd been more successful, someone would have gone, "Oh no, mate, uh, don't do that," because you know we've got your whatever, we've got the Saturday Night TV or whatever to think about and that audience. And so, creatively speaking, it's it's great just to be able to to do whatever you want to do. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's being able to carry on. Uh, and the, if you're creative, I mean, lots of comedians are creative and lots of comedians are creative and then go into a position where they're less creative and lots of comedians then decide, oh, I'd rather, I'd rather be create, creating stuff than necessarily be. I think there's no opportunities now. When In the 90s, when I was on TV, you could be on TV doing your comedy and now the chances of doing that are minimal. You've got to write a sitcom or you've got to do a panel show and there's no, Opportunity to do like yeah, a, like do a big custom. sketch show, <laughs> um, so so you can't yeah. just stand you know you can't just stand up on anything more than a little
2: here's your little segment. So it's true. Um, if you want to look yeah. at people like Russell Howard or Romesh, I suppose. Most of the time, they're doing their stuff on TV. They're still doing it in a reasonably constrained format. Like right. Russell is traveling the world with his mum or whatever, or Romesh is. I mean, and this is again not to do down these people who I have a lot of time for. But I suppose what I'm saying is the idea that if you got more famous, you'd be able to do whatever you wanted is still an illusion, isn't it? It's yeah, always yeah. an illusion. Yeah. And um, probably quite a dangerous illusion because you start looking at um, people like that and thinking, why haven't I done that? But yeah. the answer is even if you could have done you wouldn't have probably felt happy. And Dun- those, yeah,
0: yeah, they're not happy. Well, I mean, I'm not saying they're not happy, but I would keep going back. to When I went to see Seinfeld at the uh, O2 uh, like there was an after show party, and I'd never really get invited to those things. But like I'd, got, I'd been given really nice seats right near the beginning, right, right near the front, by this because they were doing my the guys who were promoting it were doing the Hitler moustache. I'm not obsessed with it, right, that yeah. DVD. Uh, no, and uh, and so and then they got then I got invited to the after show party, which I don't usually do. And it was every you know it was nearly every famous comedian in the country there, and the kind of people who've made it. And yet they were all kind of going talking about which seat they had and which who had the best box. And they're yeah. all looking over there. They all look miserable and they're all looking over their shoulder, apart from Ricky Gervais, who looked happy. And that's probably, he was probably <laughs> at the top, top of the tree. But everyone else is like, you know, oh, God, how's they doing? Why they and They were all worried about their position in the... And I think if you've got that mentality of looking at other people, wherever you are, you you'll, will never never, you'll never be happy yeah. because you'll always um, be looking up at the, ne- at the next person.
2: It is true. Someone said to me years ago, if you think of whatever comedian you're jealous of, they will they will... Be someone they are jealous of, I and mean, yeah. it pretty much does apply. Presumably, I don't know. I reckon Izard is probably reasonably happy,
0: <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, I think you know, but he's a man driven by he's a man driven by demons. I think so. Like a lot of comedian, and I, I know I know you have some demons within you, and I know there are issues within you. But I think I feel like you know Eddie. I think has a lot of stuff from his past that he's that he's that, trying to uh, deal with.
2: I even when people have achieved an extremely high level of it's generally at the expense of having had some sort of yeah they've normally earned it in some way. Yeah, yeah. I think what is um I think what's good about well, what, I'm, what I'm satisfied with I'm just I can hear my uh, son yelling but the fact is my son's got no option but to watch the rest of Son of Bigfoot here because that's what that's his fate. Um, <laughs> I do feel like I'm um the 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 thing to avoid is bitterness like people sometimes um say to me with people like russell howard and michael mcintyre i um i don't have any problem with the fact that they're uh doing well at all i think your problems start if you look at yourself and think not only should i be doing what they're doing i am resentful of the fact that they are doing it but with both michael and russell for a start i'd like them both but even if i didn't like them um you know, I, I have I, plenty of times I give myself a hard time for not having achieved more. But I never look at people like that and think, uh, why are they successful? That's when you're in trouble, I think. Yeah, if it's,
0: it's, there's a, there's, it's natural to an extent to have that. You know, you, it's natural to compare yourself, and it's natural to, um, and, you know, and people want to pit you against uh, other people as well a little bit. But I think that's yeah. you, you. As you get older, I think you just have a better understanding of, of what's really important and i think also if you are genuinely happy uh, which i you know i pretty much am and it's very hard to be you know and I, I i haven't don't think i was ever happy in my 20s and 30s and i think all the things i've got now make me mainly happy and that's that's all you can because i think a lot of those people won't be happy because because of that because of that drive that keeps you going on but anyway Things are going very well. I was going to talk about all sorts of things, but I saw that, I saw today uh, that Dan and Sandwich is your graphic novel. Is this right that you you wrote yes, it right. 's yeah. been picked up by universal films is that correct? Is that that was the news story that broke today or is it
2: yeah which um, so it 's a graphic novel that I wrote with this illustrator called um Oliver harrod years ago and it yeah I mean so what it is is it was originally optioned by um Amblin, which is Steven Spielberg's um, company, which sounded really good, but and it was really good, yeah. but after a couple of years they um, dropped it because a new CEO came in, right. and then it was taken up by it's now been taken up by Universal um, and none of these things really affect me at all because um, <laughs> I don't know if you've had this situation, but sometimes the thing that you're connected with gets optioned and uh, it Basically, it's a really good thing to talk about, and it sounds really good. But I have no control over it. Right. So, I do. I have all I do is every six months or so, I get a, a phone call from someone in LA who says things like, "We'll get Emma Stone. We'll get uh, <laughs> We'll get Gosling. We'll get." But and then it goes cold for a bit, and I sort of quite like it. Yeah. If I had to make it into a film, I find that quite stressful. But as it is, I'm kind of just very tangentially um, connected to this world where, I mean, it has been options. It could be a movie, but my, and I've only ever been to LA twice, but my impression (laughs) Hollywood is just that these projects just keep happening. And almost everyone is insane. (laughs) And almost none of it. Yeah. It's a lot like telly here, really. Everything that gets talked about is almost certainly not going to happen. but at least while something is in development you can say oh yeah my um my thing is and it is genuinely in development the the novel is optioned by them so what's the
0: what's the premise of the the premise is that the the the, the guy a couple and the the guy dies is this the
2: is, have I got this yeah, right yeah actually the girl the woman died, the they woman run knows. a restaurant and she dies um tragically young and the, the gist of it is he can see her again um once a year at Halloween when when traditionally the you know the dead come alive, yeah um and do that for a while, but then he meets someone else and the the basic um the uh the premise rests on this idea that if he gets together with someone else, then he can't see her once a year anymore kind of thing so the, the um the book is about uh should you if if there is a perfect person, should you always cling to that, or is it possible to move on? The, okay. the, the guy in the book has to confront this idea of like, if I meet someone new, then I have to leave behind everything. So although it's a sort of supernatural setup, it's basically about um, love and commitment and whether there is a one perfect person in the world yeah. for you. And um, so it would make quite a good film. Yeah, but I like. I've got no idea whether it ever <laughs> will or not, and I don't even really. I'd love it if it happens, but. Again, we've talked about this. Even with something in this country, you can't... Even if it's your idea and you're almost in control of it, you have no control over whether it's going to be on the telly or anything. So the idea that I can have any control over whether this film happens in... Every time I speak to them, they say things like, we've got some very exciting names attached. (laughs) It's exactly what you hear about, actually. Um, This Hollywood thing of like... And to them, it is real. To them, it is one of the four projects that they're basing their ground, but to me, it means almost nothing. <laughs> I would love it if it happened, um, but I'm sort of fine with it not happening yeah. as well. I say.
0: But that's you know, but it's if you're creative and you're you know, you've been writing novels and uh, scripts, and if you keep going, as I hope because that's what I've been doing too, then eventually, if you can stay alive long enough, one of them all. Will... Just the law of averages, one of them will get
2: through. Exactly, yeah. That's the thing. If it happened, it would be brilliant. Yeah. And if it became a movie, it would be brilliant. But equally, if not, um, I'd never set out to... I didn't wake up thinking this will be the, no. the thing that makes me famous. It's all about the law of averages, isn't it? It is.
0: It could become a bad movie as well. It could be a really bad... They could do it really badly. And
2: uh... I see, That's the funny thing. Well, I've seen how much effort it takes um, on on the part of a lot of different people just to get a movie to the point where it could happen. And after all this, both of us know most movies are fairly shit. (laughs) So there's a scenario where they jump through all of these hoops. Someone calls me and says, it's happening. And then the film's still not (laughs) very good. Yeah. You start wondering what it would take to actually make a good movie, because I've seen what the odds are like against even a shit movie being... (laughs) Oh, well. In a way, oh, okay. yes, because you deserve a prize just for making a movie and it not being bad. You went a bit weird. You went a bit. Uh, uh,
0: what's his name? Uh, oh, I've I can't think of the the seventies the singer who did that thing with his voice. Wah, 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 wah. You went a bit like that. What's he called? Is it Peter Frampton? Peter Frampton. You went a bit Peter Frampton. You're going a bit Peter Frampton, but I like it. Any progress with improvisation, my dear Watson? Is that uh, likely to happen? I thought, like in lockdown, it might be back. This is the big question, isn't it? I know yeah. that
2: people that are fans of this podcast, all of them are obsessed with getting improvisation, my dear. Is yeah. it my dear Mark Watson? Yes, or? it's
0: my dear my, improvisation, my dear Mark Watson. As you should you know. Would know, yeah,
2: you're the one that revived this format. <laughs> um, a good format. Well, as you say, there is a real clamour for more yeah. content because of the lockdown. Um, as of this morning, I've not heard anything about okay. improvisation, my dear Watson, definitely coming back. But I assume it's likely to come back. It
0: should do. Um, the people are looking for lockdown. It's a perfect lockdown idea.
2: That's the thing. I feel like the world wasn't ready for it before. But now, <laughs> surely, in a pandemic, if we can't revive improvisation, my dear Watson, in a pandemic, then... Yeah, wh- my dear Mark Watson. Going? My sorry, <laughs> It doesn't get any better over time.
0: I've come up with a format for you that's similar, that involves improvisation and Mark Watson, that I think might work for you. Because there's oh, a okay. lot, it's a bit like the problem is you might have to pay Dave Gorman off. It's a bit like Dave Gorman's Are You Dave Gorman idea. But there's, oh, okay, right.
2: But, well, just there's a lot of people called Mark Watson. If the idea is strong enough, I'm sure that the producer of the show will pay.
0: The yeah, pay they pay will. Them off. And there's lots of. I've got three Mark Watsons here, and I mm-hmm. wondered how far you could get. I mean, I was asked usually asked people if they've ever been mistaken for someone, but how far you could get with pretending to be the Mark Watson. It's a sort of oh. improvisation. You'd have to it'd be a, somehow like a uh, fly, you know, like a candid camera kind of show where you'll pretend to be the other Mark Watson, but you don't have any prep. You just have to get stuck in the situation.
2: I'd love to try being so, another Mark Watson. For so a while. you
0: could. How do you think you get on with being Mark Watson, the research vice president, uh, industrial? He's a head of industrial research for okay. uh, o- Omdia. I don't know what that is. He manages a team of global analysts and has direct responsibility for the core strategy, personnel, research, analysis, and com- analysis and commercial planning of the practice. He oversees an extensive research portfolio. That covers manufacturing technology and so on he's been doing it since two thousand and five a have you ever been mistaken for that mark Watson in real life oh you if you have you, you've gone you've frozen no you're okay and b yeah. good okay. and b could you how how do you think you'd get on with pretending to be that mark Watson if you were you have to, improv- you have to improvise it
2: I'd say those mark Watsons are quite distinct from me and yeah. My- well, rather that Mark Watson. I feel like you've got three, haven't you?
0: I think I've got three. Let's have a look. I've I definitely got two. That, I've got...
2: I reckon that is that, that sounds like a tough Mark Watson. For okay. me to I'd I'm... rather roll the dice and take on. Okay. But, uh... I'll give you this Mark Watson.
0: You might have a better chance. You might know this, but you might have been mistaken for this Mark Watson. Are you still there? You're freezing on my screen. I'm hoping you're still going. Um... I'm still
2: here as far as I'm said. Good. Uh,
0: Dr. Mark Watson, head of Major Floras at the uh, Royal Horticultural Gardens in Edinburgh. A, if you ever been mistaken for him? There he is. If you want to see him at home, and I'll show you the first. This is the first Mark Watson so I should have shown you. There he is. Uh, this is him. I've I've seen shows at the uh, in Edinburgh at the, uh, the botanical uh, the, Gardens. They,
2: yeah, it's lovely there. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, he is in the floristics of Himalayan countries and China. So do he I. He collaborates do with I. scientists worldwide has led botanical exhibitions expeditions to other temperate
2: regions. Do you, do you think you could pretend to be him? I, well, I mean, he sounds like he has quite a fun life. Yeah. I, I don't know how long I could sustain it for, but I wouldn't mind posing as a botanist who goes all around the world. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, um, I reckon if I have to be an alternative Mark Watson, that sounds like not a bad sell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it could be called Improvisation Are You Mark Watson? It could be called that. It's quite a long way away from the original pun. But, you know,
2: it makes more sense. It is. But to remind us all, the original pun didn't necessarily (laughs) lie with the commissioners itself.
0: Well, (laughs) I hope it'll come back. I think they'll be desperate. And you could. Let's just go back to the classic improvisation, my dear Watson. You could be sitting in, on there in that bed in your spare room drinking wine and then you could say to other comedians, hey, you go out and improvise a scene where you're in a tobacconist and then eh, Izzy Sooty or whoever, Rufus Hound, I'm imagining this is the cast, I think I've got some of them right, could go ahead and do it. What do you think?
2: Um, it sounds like a goer to okay. me. Yeah, Good. Listen, The world, I think we learned this from the third pod uh, that I was on, and we're certainly learning it again here. The world needs an improvisation show based around Mark Watson. Yeah, this is that. It's about how we realise it. Because
0: improvisation sounds like elementary. That's why (laughs) it has to happen. And you're next
2: Mark Watson, and that's like Dr. Watson. And that's why I think (laughs) this has to happen. It's a joke that it hasn't already happened when you think how much elementary sounds like improvisation. <laughs> when you think about that, and it's, Mark Watson sounds like Dr. Watson even it's more. It's, it's the, like, it's, the, the more you talk, the more furious I am that it hasn't already happened, yeah. Because <laughs> well, it's quite obviously meant to be. We'll see. Okay,
0: I'm going to ask you an emergency question. Ah, uh, yes, now. Because we haven't had many of these. These are some new ones. Uh, over the last few months, I have watched every episode of How I Met Your Mother... Uh, what is the most degrading thing you've done to yourself for no apparent reason? <laughs> I don't like How About Your Mother and I've watched the whole lot and it's not good. I didn't like it from the start
2: and I didn't like it by the end. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it, but... No, it's bad. I, 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 that, I like that because um, there are so many shows that I'm behind with. If someone tells me that one of them is not worth bothering with, I'm well, delighted it, to... It's so
0: it. bad it is worth bothering with. And it's so... It's really recent, and it feels like something from the 1980s. Uh, yeah, and so it's worth watching for that. How I
2: uh, Met Your Mother is in, in quite substantial territory of shows that I feel like I'm not going to catch up with. Okay, so there's
0: a lot of it. It's really, I'm not even, it was, it took me, every time my wife went out of the house, which was more in the old days, it would be more difficult now, I would watch How right. I Met Your Mother. I never did, my wife didn't want to watch it. She was correct to not want to watch it. And every time she went out... For an hour or two, I'd watch five or six episodes of How I Met Your Mother in a row until I got through um, all, I think, 90 to 100 episodes, maybe.
2: It was. Well, it, cool. your question, but, but um, What was it that kept you watching it, even though you didn't think it was... Uh, I wanted to know one. how he
0: met the How he met his, the, how he his met mother. mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, so that's it, what got it, me in. I thought they might answer it like in episode six. then thought, well, maybe in episode ten. They can't stretch this out to episode 15, but they did. They got me by that because it wasn't really about that. It was about people. So the answer is
2: if you, if you give a sitcom a title, which is basically a, a, a premise yeah. to be solved or a question to be answered, yeah. you can hook someone yeah. for maybe around 100 episodes, even if they're not that into
0: once, it. But once you're 50, you go, I've got to watch the rest now. I've got to find out how but this, this so. fucking shit went down. It's
2: disappointing. So it's called, disappointing. If you called the sitcom, the amazing thing that you learn in episode forty-six, <laughs> you would basically have a captive audience.
0: It's up to forty-six, and then <clears throat> nothing.
2: Now but, but the question was: How have you demeaned yourself? What's
0: the most degrading thing you've
2: done to yourself like, for no apparent reason? Ah, but we're not counting improvisation, my dear Mark. No, I don't think
0: I think there's more degrading things in your back catalogue. There definitely are. Yeah. Um, um, I think that was a height improvisation, my dear Watson. How about? Well, I might be able to answer it for you. How about uh, Celebrity Island with bare grills? Was that a humiliating moment, I mean, or was that, that, was that a, a, a,
2: degrading? Because I was um, didn't have a, any food or drink, yeah, um, or a toilet, or I was having panic attacks the whole time because it was lightning strikes. But to be honest, I don't think that fits the criterion of for no reason because <laughs> I firstly paid do that, and secondly did appear on the TV. Yeah, I, I think I'm trying to think of things which I've done, and I'm sure there are plenty of them which have been degrading but weren't even rewarded in any (laughs) way i I think you'd probably say i mean for no reason most of the things i've done degrading at least had some sort of financial uh recompense i didn't
0: get anything for i didn't get anything for for watching this show
2: i got nothing (laughs) but mind you i mean I suppose with kids, there's a lot of degrading situations. But again, you don't feel as if it's for nothing because you convince yourself that you're investing in their um, futures in some way. Actually, in a way, I think this is going back a bit. But at school, we had to do swimming badges. And I had to swim 100 metres to get a certificate um, and a badge. And because the way it used to be done, the other kids would stand at the side of the pool and sort of clap as you went along. And because I was known to be a shit swimmer, there was a real atmosphere of like, look at this prick swimming 100 metres. We've already done it. And <laughs> it wasn't quite for nothing because you got a badge to sew onto your swimming trunks. But when I think about how humiliating it was to swim those 100 metres and what the material game was, which was a badge. And even when you got the badge in assembly, yeah. everyone looked at the other like, remember when we swam <laughs> 100 metres? What a dick. It took him three weeks. So I think probably... I ended up. I left school with about six or seven swimming badges yeah. and each one of those was earned at the cost of significant <laughs> uh, personal degradation and none of them gave me any respect. So maybe it's that.
0: I think it is that. That's a good answer. That's
2: a very good answer. I'm glad it's got... not really a reward, is it? None no. of my swimming badges have helped me in, in adult life. Well, unless
0: Which... you still have them and uh, they're sewed to a shirt that you still wear.
2: They'll be be somewhere. I've not worn them out. Even the 100-metre badge, I've not worn out in public for some years now because it's surprising how little people respect that.
0: And uh, look, let's talk about, before I forget to talk about it because I've drunk too much whiskey, um, let's talk about uh, your you're doing another of your marathon efforts. I mean, you're well known for these marathon shows, but there's another Uh, one coming up.
2: 24-hour show, um, which is the sort of thing that I do do, but I'd more or less stop doing it, but then because of the pandemic you think, well, everyone's in their house anyway, aren't they? So we might as well. Yeah, I'm doing it next Friday until 9pm on Friday until 9pm on Saturday is okay. the idea. Cool. Um, and it'll be me basically just... It'll be like this, but for 24 hours. Yeah. You well, I
0: mean, I think we could we could push this 24 hours. What have we done? We've it's done 51 difficult. minutes. I reckon we could do another... Uh, 23 hours and 9 minutes. How many minutes?
2: people are still watching though? 806,
0: 806 viewers in according to my most recent update.
2: So, 800. Yeah. So more people than began. Fact, yeah. We've
0: gained viewers. And this will be, be about three or 4,000 people over the course of the people dipping in and out a little
2: bit of these things. That's well, not bad, is it? But That's so pretty I, good. If I could get numbers anywhere near that, basically, it will be the 24 hour show will be like a feature length version of this yeah. with rolling cast of comics but it will all have the same atmosphere as this, i.e. <laughs> let's just hope for the best. <laughs> some of it will be me doing what you'd call comedy. A lot of it will be me crossing to other comedians and chatting to them. Yeah. Some of it will be... But the idea is to raise some money, but also to um, do a, a long comedy thing, yeah. which makes us all... Because, of course, that was the weekend that the McCormick Festival was meant to be. Yes, yeah. And, and the Melbourne Festival was cancelled. Basically, all the festivals are gone. All of the um, get-togethers for comedians have gone, and um, you miss that professionally. But you also miss the feeling of everyone being together in one place.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it is a it's a weird thing. I know like Edinburgh's going to be uh, gone to the, or pretty much gone, and uh, yeah. I mean, I mean Melbourne such a kick in the teeth. I think for certainly any uh, Europe-based acts because. You know, all that. You get to go to Melbourne and then suddenly you don't get to go to Melbourne. There's quite a few people out there anyway, I think, when they, and they have had to come home. Certainly the New Zealand festivals. Are you still there? Have I lost you? Oh, no. Look, he's frozen. He's frozen in time. Ah, oh, have we lost Mark Watson? This, this can't happen. I'm hoping Chris Evans is furiously paddling underwater trying to get this back on. Here he is. Here's Chris Evans. How you doing, Chris?
2: Hello. Oh, we'll be back. Hey Mark. Are you there? I had a terrible minute there where you you just start talking about Edinburgh and then you just went. I just disappeared. Of- and that's
0: how the coronavirus works. I just did that as a little a little play for was- you to make you understand how quickly just someone can go.
2: It was a little bit like an analogy for the way that everything we held dear has collapsed
0: over the past few months. Yeah, uh, yeah. So if this goes at the same time, well, I'm glad. We, th- amazingly, we're three long hours into doing these live rehearsals, and that's the first one that's uh, first time we've actually lost someone. So that's good. But uh, yeah, well, that sounds very exciting. Um, I, if I can, it's over the weekend. It's very difficult for me to work over the weekend, but if I can think of something to do. I've got to. have got oh, a st- be nice to even just say hello to you. I've got something. a snooker, but I can play. A, I, I can play a frame of snooker against two mees of anyone's choice. That's what I could do. People could oh, choose the mees. There's thirty-two it's of them. Fun. We haven't met most of them yet, but uh, it's pretty good. The
2: Southampton snooker is pretty good. In my- me eleven
0: is fun. very popular oh. with the, the the guys in the and some of the
2: girls in the chat room. She's. Well, uh, this is when snooker world championships should be happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what um, made me think I, I have to do it. I miss it a lot. Well, um, you so, sh-
0: yeah. Mark, honestly. You should watch it. Yesterday's wasn't very good. The day before, I think, is one of the most exciting sporting occasions I I've ever it. been involved in, which was me 14, the boring me, versus me 19, the successful version of me that had made it onto TV and had films and TV shows. And uh, even though me 19 scored way more, he got an eight-ball break, which is unheard of in the whole of me self-playing snooker history, eight oh. balls in a row. Um, he still lost, even though he got way more points, because me 14 beat him on two black ball finishes it was it was the most exciting thing you have ever seen the chat room will back me up on that
2: okay, i bet it will and right. i will go into that uh, andy
0: yeah. andy McH says richard don't explain it you sound mad uh so they're backing me up they're backing me up um are you missing sport i know you're a bristol city fan i watched you uh, i watched a little video of you talking about going to bristol city uh, and then going I, to I, see a bristol city game on uh, online I today
2: you, i would like it if there was football or snooker tennis or something but well, there is snooker
0: so you don't need to include snooker well there's snooker
2: means... at least we've got snooker yeah. yeah well i do miss it i think um i think I've, I've said this on twitter um there's been a lot of rescreening of famous sports matches and stuff like that like you know famous england games and all the rest of it and i haven't got involved with that at all because um you know what i like about sport is you don't know who's gonna win and exactly. stuff like that and um is that that's that's kind of when I try to describe it to people, and I have um, plenty of friends who don't like sport, and I, um, but they do like something like, say, Game of Thrones, and I'll say to them, "Well, it's almost the same thing. You, you, like when you when you watch Game of Thrones, you're sort of excited to see what's going to happen, and yeah. that's how I am with football. If you, um, it's a bit different for you because you always know it'll be two one." <laughs> like You, among all people, are uniquely equipped to understand... That's um, that's how football works, as I understand. What's it to happen, yeah. And that's the thing. I think um, it's not just just that I miss football itself, because you can still watch old games and stuff. I miss the the culture of waking up on a Saturday morning and thinking, these are today's matches. I wonder what will happen. I wonder who will win.
0: I mean, I'm not that into sport, but I still do miss it. And I support York City... And it's quite the national leagues today, as we speak, have just all been definitely suspended. Yeah, and then they have to make a decision. Now, York, a top of the National League North, they've played it's two been. more goals than uh, two more games than Kings Lynn. But there's definitely two teams in that division who, if you're just going to say two of the teams are going to go up, those are the two teams. But will they say that? And is that fair?
2: It's really tricky, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like to see. It would be fair for them to go up, but you, you can't because the season was nearly over yeah. we were three quarters of the way through and um but yeah that's the thing it's not just i don't just miss the games i miss the this sort of um the general culture of it i think yeah. and even if you don't like sport it's the same with a lot of things it's not you don't just miss stand up comedy because you can still watch that online you miss going to a club and having a drink and being with your mates and stuff i think that's what's difficult we yeah. can replicate a lot of stuff um online but it's very difficult to replace the feeling of just um yeah for want of a better phrase doing stuff (laughs) like when you used to go to a football match it wouldn't just be the match you'd meet with your friends at lunchtime maybe go for a pint go to all those things that you know only temporarily but they have been withdrawn
0: yeah from us as yeah, it'll it'll come. You know, it's going to be weird because it'll come back, and uh, it may never be exactly the same. But it probably will be pretty quickly, more or less the same uh, when it when it finally is over, whatever that may be. But it's a it's a weird position to find, and it's not been. You know, we're a month in to lockdown now, pretty much exactly the day I'd say, aren't we? So
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sec- so yeah, basically, yeah.
0: Um, and there'll probably be another month. And then we just, we don't know beyond that. I mean, I don't feel it's
2: too harsh for a month. No, I think if, it, if it, another month, fine. Another couple of months, fine. You just want to see um, a world beyond it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You want to be told, okay, if you do this for long enough, there'll be a return to some sort of normality. Yeah. It's the not knowing, that is strange, I think.
0: But if you're sport, Bristol City or York City... It's probably better that the games aren't going ahead, isn't it? It's yeah, better, we would never better, going to go up. <laughs> it's, be- it's better for everyone, really. Just to imagine what might have happened. Um, know, like,
2: perhaps I always knew that we weren't going to go up to the Premier League, <laughs> but I, think, I don't think I needed the point to be made by a global pandemic suspending all sporting activities worldwide. I was just—I would have taken ninth place <laughs> at the so anyway, look where, where can we see your new?
0: Where is it going to be on your new twenty-four hour mar- uh, marathon? I should I say think that it's, really. uh, the same place as this, basically Twitch. Okay, cool. this, this is Twitch. Isn't this it? is Twitch. Well, we're on Twitch as we speak. Yes. In the so future, will be
2: elsewhere. I believe I'm. Oh, let's not worry about the future. Okay. I'm streaming it on Twitch and YouTube as well. I think and oh. stuff like that. And basically, it'll be just me talking and um, doing this sort of thing for absolutely ages. And it's on. <laughs> so Friday the first. Next Friday to next uh, Saturday, there'll be a similar setup to this Twitch, and people can interact. Although I won't, I think I won't see all of it because, um, of course, there'll be some dicks. And
0: um, will they be taking that? I'm I'm allowing the dicks in. Let's see if there are any dicks in there anyway. No, they're all nice in here. It's on Watson. King Rob's been in touch to say it's on
2: Watson Comedy. Uh, so that'll be twitch.tv ah, and slash Watson Comedy. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's The uh, that you need is Watson Comedy. Yeah. And um, which was set up for the previous 24 hour show I did, which is the only other time that I've um had occasion to use okay. Twitch. I, I think the thing, there'll be some people posting sort of negative stuff, and probably 16 hours in, I won't deal with that very well. Well,
0: Mark, the thing is like, there's lots of people talking. There's some things I do, you could you bother to look at the comments. I actually. It's like the early days of Twitter. It's lovely at the moment. Uh, Povatron saying, I'm a dick. But apart from that, everyone else is uh, OK. But you actually don't know. Uh, when People it's, when it, it's something fun. like this, there isn't even time. I can't. I, it's lovely you're all commenting, and I'm sure you're having a lovely time. But there isn't even really time for me to look at the comments. The only thing I could look at, the, I play Football Manager, Kevin Tom's 1980s version. Uh, uh, the old one. Yeah. And uh, I can see, because there's time to look at the comments there. But uh, anyone who's watching that is, by definition, A wonderful person, so it's
2: going to be fun. Um, But it doesn't. I think most of the people that will stick with the 24 hour show will be people that are quite similar to me. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would they bother doing that anyway? But
0: you know, it's that comedians thing again, and that's a comedians thing you have to overcome, and that you see again and again on Facebook. If you're following comedians, they'll have 100 people telling them they're great, and they'll have one person telling them they're terrible. And you know, I understand it because I've been there as well but you will home in on the one person telling you you're terrible.
2: You're you inevitably will. And, if yeah. the, you
0: know, but you, uh, if, I, if everyone thought you were great, you wouldn't be that good. But also, um, you know, it doesn't matter what one person thinks. I think I've really got to the stage now where, like the other day, someone else uh, tweeted, didn't even at me in. I searched for myself, not as a vanity thing, as a reality thing. And uh, they said, uh, "Rich Herring must be very nice because he's definitely not funny. <laughs> and so I tweeted them back like 6 minutes after they tweeted and said no mate I'm a I'm a cunt. Uh and I thought they might I thought that might make them laugh. I thought that might at least make them laugh but they it didn't. But it didn't, didn't work. But you can't you know you're not you, you you're not going to be for everyone One's not going to be for everyone so I no. don't I don't care that that guy said that
2: and I just thought let's try and make some comedy out of that happening. But I think that's cool the more interesting stuff you do, the less likely you are to be for everybody. Of course,
0: but even if you're not doing... No one's for everyone. Eric Morecambe isn't for everyone. Eric Morecambe is as close to being for everyone as you can be, I would say. But some people will tell you Eric Morecambe is terrible. So... The
2: the sooner you quit your desire to be for everyone, the better off you are, I think it's probably fair to say. Yeah. So that's the thing. The 24-hour show will definitely... There'll be some people that watch for 12 minutes and think, this is shit, and then write this is shit, on the Twitch yeah. or whatever. But probably, certainly, the good thing about a 24-hour-long show is, by the end of it, you really have whittled it down to the people <laughs> who <watch> it, yeah.
0: <laughs> But Even I saw you. The, you tweeted you something today to some or maybe it was... The, I, I was looking at one of your tweets, which was about... Uh, sorry, I'm going Sorry, mate, I'm going to have to block you because... Uh, but it, yeah, was just a, it was a very funny response to this guy. I'm going to have to let you go because I'm very busy at the moment. I don't have time to deal with this. But that's still, it. Was that's very,
2: very it. For example, of having to block someone because it's just been a pain in the yeah. arse. And for ages, I sort of tolerated it. And I thought, well, we need to go our separate
0: ways. But you do. And there's no problem. I had one the other day and it was someone, I can't remember what was it about. I can't remember what it was about now. Um, but it was. It turned out to be. Oh, I think he was just saying, it was saying, um, he, tw- he added me in to this one at least. And he said uh, something along the lines of, I, I like the podcast, but the host is very annoying. So, you know, he's the worst thing about it. Uh-huh. And you kind of go, well, hey, that's sort of the shtick, isn't it? Anyway, so you haven't got it. But then we had a discussion about it. And he said, oh, well, I wish you'd leave the suck your own cock thing alone. And I said, I think I, I haven't done that twice in the last five years. I kind of get bored of these things before everyone else. And then he said, is this because of Trump? is this because of Trump you're saying this? And I said, what? He said, it's because of Trump. And then he said, my 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 pictures of Trump. And it, he had a picture of what I thought was like the Tiger King guy from the Netflix thing. Yeah, but if yeah. you clicked on it, you could see it was Trump's face superimposed on the Tiger King guy. And I just said to him, mate, I think we've we've gone as far as this is going to go. This is... <laughs> we're, we're,
2: we're different people, yeah. In a way. Is, it
0: isn't about Trump. I don't like, particularly like Trump, but it's not. This is... Nothing to do with Trump. Me ask me, no, answering your question. Issue is,
2: if you're watching the Richard Herring podcast saying this would be great if not for Richard Herring, then you need to accept that maybe, yeah, you're not the audience. I said, you know, there's other podcasts where you will see the same guest with a different person. He this said he's got, he said
0: he's, there are, there's a lot of them, might it's a lot of them that aren't, the aren't Richard Herring actually. There are, it's terrible,
2: it's a disgusting thing. Yeah, but when a you a podcast that isn't that hasn't got you on it, <laughs> then it is you will find one.
0: Let me ask you some more emergency questions. We can you can go anytime you want, but also equally you can stay for as long as you like. And we can get I'm drunk. Fine. If I go, I
2: have to look after my children.
0: That's again, what so. I was thinking. And me and me. Too. Well, my kids are, are sleeping well, um, oh, so it's all pretty good. Uh, I like this is a, this is a question I like uh, that I haven't got written down, but we'll see if I can think of it in my drunken haze. Um, if you are allowed one item or painting or anything from any museum in the art gallery or art gallery in the world you're allowed to take it home and it's yours all the art galleries and museums in the world say we like Mark Watson we've all agreed he can have one thing from any museum or art gallery oh, what wow. one thing would you say I would like to have that one thing and only? Question, isn't it? I like it because it says a lot about a person but also it's quite interesting
2: wow let me think I'm I mean, I tell you what—I'm a fan of LS Lowry. Yeah. Um, I think, and there's a there's a Lowry museum in Salford, obviously where the where the theatre is there. Mm-hmm. That's got dozens of Lowry paintings in, all of which I I don't know quite why, but it really um, I find it something very moving in these um, these panoramas of hundreds of um, tiny figures scurrying off to work or there's a football one to yeah. going to the match it's called or so I'm pretty sure I'd nick a Lowry yeah um,
0: you don't have to nick it it's yours they, they've all agreed you can have no one it's not nicking,
2: is it no right
0: there's a, there's a you can take it with impunity
2: there's a painting called going to the match which is by Ellis Lowry which is just thousands of people flocking from um, you know the mine or the mill to the stadium yeah. in about I suppose the 30s and to me it's uh, he speaks about what something to do with what I love about football, which is the way that it unites a community or something. And I don't. I, I assume the original of that is in the Larry Museum in uh, South, Solf- yeah, Manchester. If I could have that, and bearing in my own impunity, I'd be all over that. Okay, but if not me. that one, just almost any Larry that <laughs> basically, I, I'd, I'd have one of those away. Okay. Yeah. E- even they're just all um each one of them is a real object lesson than just like kind of g- conveying a I mean I'm sure everyone watching knows Larry, but it's this kind of um stick stick man, basic match stick man and um
0: Matchstick men and matchstick cats and dogs.
2: As status quo, sound Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was and, Brian and um, Brian and Matthew or someone, wasn't it? Brian it wasn't painted so right. Match Duck Man and Match Duck Cats and Duck. I uh, did. The Baron Knights Bra- do a version of it. He painted kids on the corner of the street who are having a snog. There was a there was a diff, there was a Baron Knights yeah. version the and before your time. Brian time and Matthew. Matthew. But there
2: was but status quo did do a Brian and Michael Match Duck Man, but Brian and Michael, there you go. That's the so. Chill. I think if I can have. Um, a huge early Lowry—that'd be really yeah. nice. Yeah, I and was thinking, I'm not stealing it, knowing that this is yours. Been, it's gifted this to you. <laughs> the clause in the emergency yeah. suppression. Delighted. Yeah.
0: I kind of fantasize about a world where everyone else has gone off in a spaceship. They've left me behind on purpose because they don't like me. I don't mind that. And the whole of the world is yours. Where would you which building would you live in if you had the access? If everyone else had gone and you were living. Alone, is there a building you'd like to live in in uh, in the world? It could be anywhere in the world.
2: That's harder. I'm harder. now just thinking. I'm, I'm still reliving the original question and thinking: should I've gone for a, an original manuscript or something that's in a museum that's worth? Well, it's about no, it
0: was... but that's what's interesting, Mark. You went for something. I mean, it's not like it's not valuable what you chose, but um, no, I, you went valuable, for something for love no. rather than like. I think Richard Osman went straight in Mona Lisa, just so he could get the cash. He could convert cash, convert it, take it to cash converters. Bang, Mona Lisa. But yeah, you, no, went no, no, I mean, you went for something. You went for something from the heart. To, but, um, it's
2: true, but then there were manuscripts like the original manuscript of Anna Karenina is in the Tolstoy Museum in uh, I think St. Petersburg and if I had that I'd love that but that would also be more valuable so I don't know if I played it right but listen these are not easy questions
0: you could have had Rasputin's cock that's in uh, St. Petersburg as well if you wanted to go to St. Petersburg you could have had Rasputin's it's disputed. Some it's, people think it's a kind of uh, pickle or something, but it could be his actual penis. If you, I mean, if I was going to go to St. Petersburg, that'd be what I would take. It's Rasputin's cock.
2: This building question. Yeah, I mean, if you could live in any building, you'd yeah. probably go. Can you have a theme park or something? You could go wherever you and want.
0: The- I, I tell you where I would like to live, and it's just completely. I would like to live in. Um, St Pancras Station, the massive uh, hotel that's there. I would like to have oh, that, that is as the Renaissance Amber. Hotel. Yeah. 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 I'd like to have that's the top a... floor of that as my house. That's where I'd like to live if I could
2: live anywhere. That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. To live yeah. in that
0: place. And, you know, it's very convenient for central London. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you can yeah. also get the it Eurostar out cool. to Paris. And uh, there's shops. There's, a w, there's a Marks and Spencers in the station you can just get your food from and uh, you can walk into town. Actually,
2: I, your own answer is almost perfect. If you could live it, there, you'd be so well set up.
0: Yeah.
2: And everyone else had gone as well. Everyone you're else has gone, cute. so
0: it's, you know... I mean, you could. You don't have to stay there. You can go to the next place. I <laughs> I would quite like it. I'd say, I
2: would you like that? Would you like to be the only
0: human being on Earth, or would you be upset if you're there? No, I
2: think I'm quite a gregarious person. Yeah. On the whole, I don't think I would like that. I'd like to have some people that I could text and stuff. But if I did have the option of living alone in that hotel, for example, the yeah. hotel you've mentioned in St. Pancras, I'd certainly be up for that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And maybe have yeah. some robots that, that waited on you. And also, if you need to have sex, you could have sex with them. That's just something that could happen. <laughs> yeah, <That's, laughs> if you needed all. to. If you needed to, then you could. Um, how, how are you feeling about haircuts in this uh, coronavirus era? Are you, are you, did, <laughs> you look, your hair's <laughs> I looking all right. I've not one yet.
2: You're, it's looking all right, but yeah. in, a, in about yeah. two to three weeks, it will be untenably long and bushy. Um, People in America seem very mean, upset
0: about the haircuts. They're, that's the protesting about not being able to get haircuts.
2: Yeah, some of them march on the White House because the their hair is too long. Yeah, yeah. I think. I can, I mean,
0: you've... you've gone metal, Mickey and Myers. I don't know if that's uh, for everyone. Is everyone getting a nice, uh, clean. And people are saying Ooh, for now we're here, biddy, biddy, biddy. I think we, I think we've got a bit uh, metal, Mickey. I'm
2: trying to get closest to the microphone in case that helps.
0: Um, I think it's, I think it might be your end. Oh, I'm sounding good. It might be mine. We can uh, on the podcast. We can sort this out, probably. As of long course, as we we could. Can, yeah. Exterminating Dalek! Ha ha! the people you know, in the chat room have gone nuts on? Uh, robot based you're you're back you're back to me, mark watson it's okay let's carry on well, your
2: hair looks pretty good what well
0: you know like. i think it need, i keep on going the wrong way because i'm looking at the wrong way around um i think it's going to get to an untenable length i've been wearing two pairs of glasses which is now my new trademark where's it gone there we go so i, I put the because so, i've only really started wearing um reading glasses proper all the time recently so and i used to have sunglasses to keep my hair out my face so that's it's my new uh look I think this is going to catch on. What do you think? Oh, we've lost Mark again. He's looking at me. Look at him. Oh, oh he's back. He's back. He's moving again. I really like it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Good. Good. <laughs> That's nice to know. <laughs> um, let's. I'm you some emergency questions. I've got loads of more things to talk to you about, but I'm going to ask you some emergency questions because some people like these. Not that I'll guy. T- not that guy from America. He doesn't like it. I've already asked you if you've ever tried to suck your own cock. It's one of the you were the one of the last people I asked.
2: Yeah, I remember. Have you yeah.
0: since then? Have you
2: tried to suck your own cock since then? No, I'm gonna, if anything, that conversation put me off it. Did
0: it? Okay. Um, what is your? These are for kids. These are emergency questions for kids. What's your favourite type of dinosaur? Ah. Um, That's I suppose a, I'd go for the
2: pterodactyl because oh yeah, dinosaur is pretty cool, isn't it? There was another, there was
0: another flying one I saw that I thought was superior to pterodactyl, but I can't remember what it was called. When I went to um, uh, Nebworth, there's there's some, there's some, uh, there's some dinosaurs at Nebworth, which is quite near to me, Um, and uh, there was a really good, scary flying one, but I can't remember what it was called. I'll go back and look and let you know. Um, I asked that one last week. Let's see if we can. I asked you about robot having sex with robots last time um
2: did, yeah i did By the way, i probably should go soon because my children still do need to be put to bed
0: oh do they to... okay well i'll let you go i'll ask you uh a couple more questions yeah i've
2: absolutely i mean it's I'm, only, I'm only
0: keeping you here for your sake that's the i mean i, w- I was ready to go a long time ago i, w- I wish i wish yeah <laughs> um i wonder, here's a question that's, that follows on what's the worst thing that has become entangled in your hair Ooh.
2: anything become entangled um... in there Sperm, I think, but no, sperm.
0: no more questions on that. Yeah, yeah, that is bad. Was it your own sperm, Mark?
2: No, as I say, no more questions. On okay.
0: That one. Um, cool. Well, look, it's been lovely to talk to you. Um, yeah. Let me just check. I've definitely got everything. We didn't this talk about. We didn't talk about bear celebrity bear. storage hunters. We didn't really talk about bear grills.
2: Yeah. Nah, there's plenty that we could come back to in a third appearance. We can come back
0: any time. I mean, I might start doing these daily. Right, to be honest, they're the most. They're even more popular than me playing
2: myself at snooker, which is unbelievable. Uh, so I've but... got a lot to say about um, emergency storage hunters all over the Have you? Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I bet. I bet. I bet. Because I, bet. I um, nearly died doing that. I cra- I had a motorcycle crash during that. But again, we I can come on to it. Did you? Me?
0: Well, you've nearly died in every reality TV show you've done. Yeah, my thing is I've quite often nearly died. <laughs> Well, look, man. It's been uh, very nice to catch up with you, and we'll look for. Hopefully, I'll be involved in your thing next week, uh, or oh, in, yeah, in, in, soon, in the great. past. Yeah. If, if, if you are listening to this on audio, um, we'll sort out all the glitches, so people listening in the future will have no idea you turned into metal, Mickey, uh, or db from Buck Rogers. What's he called? What was the bloke from Buck Rogers in the 24th Century called? Eb gb gb Oh, no, I've just got to the point. I've just got to the point. What was he called? Chat room. Chat room is up to you. Tweaky. Tweaky from Buck Rogers. They know everything. everything. Uh, You can always rely on them. They're like a human Google. Um, Yeah. Look. Well, I mean, you know, I could ask you what you're up to, but you're just going to be doing that and then sitting in the house drinking, wishing you hadn't had children
2: drink English and our children and then a week from now we do a 24 hour show and we all hope for the absolute best
0: and is it raising money for comedians or for venues or for in the NHS end, it's in it's
2: three ways some uh, so it goes between um, people in the comedy industry um, Fair Share which is a food charity Great. and then a hospice charity that's struggling because of that so basically hopefully everyone gets a bit um, but we'll see how it goes Great. yeah uh, well, th-
0: thanks so much for doing this, Mark. Good luck with everything. Good luck with the Hollywood success. Good Thank you. I
2: mean, it's been a pleasure. Good luck yeah, to you. Absolutely. And
0: I'll see you very soon. We'll get through this. You're only 40. We'll... You're fine. I have to worry. You're only 40. You're thin and 40. we get
2: through this. we bloody well.
0: And we're going to get through it. With the, with the, it's the hardest thing in the world. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Oh, tomorrow I am um, doing it. We're showing Christ. On a, I'm doing snooker and then we're showing Christ on a bike my uh, stand-up show on this Twitch channel, so do tune in for that tomorrow. The is very good. You should really be watching it, everyone. Uh, thank you yeah, very much. Thank you very much for coming along, Mark. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mark Watson.
2: Goodbye, Richard Herring. And thank, all you. The
0: time. Goodbye. thank you. Goodbye. We've still got 717 in there. We've done all right. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Holostapha with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Mark Watson. Thank you to everyone in my house for letting me record this here. Thank you to PES for providing the music. Massive thanks to the wonderful Chris Evans. Not that one. Not the one with uh, Jeffrey Epstein hung around with. The nice one from Wales. He did, he never gets invited to any parties. You're absolutely fine with him. Uh, he's done sterling work keeping all of this going and keeping the tech working. Uh, thank you to Rob Sedgbeer also similarly for doing the same uh, and uh, helping us out. Uh, I would also like to thank our executive producer. This week is Craig Broadbent. Uh, we call him Craig bent we call him broad bent craig like he was broad and he's bent not in a homophobic way just he's askew uh this is a sky potato fuzz and go gofastestripe.com production go slash badges if you want to become a monthly badger get all kinds of extras and look at twitch.tv slash rkherry look at uk. why not have a knock yourself out there's lots of things you can do and you should do them now. Go away. Uh...
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. com slash style.
0: Thanks again for listening to the podcast. richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Go com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.